Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Park Scope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Good. Good. You're a little quiet. Are you on your AirPods? Yeah. Okay. You may want to turn that up somehow because you're really quiet. Yeah. Make sure the input's actually your AirPods. Anyways, joining us. Hi, Brian. I don't know her. Mike and Brian, Brian from Inside Universal is joining us for today's episode. How are y'all doing? Brian, how are I'm you doing? Crew. I am uh, extremely tired, uh, but yes. satisfied because I just also had food. Well, that's good. That's definitely good. I, I made food tonight, and I still have dishes like, in my sink that I need to work on, but I'll do that. deal with that later. I am recording for my brand new recording studio in my new apartment, which is kind of weird. Because uh, now my desk is in the living room instead of my bedroom. So I'm just like in this giant room now and it's kind of echoey. So I don't know what I need to do. But anyways, that's what's going on. Um, yeah. So I guess this is this is this now. We're doing this again. We're back on our bullshit, as the kids say, right? Yes, the kids. Yes. Yes. The, yes. We're, we're hipping with it. Yeah, exactly. It is, it is lit AF. Yes. Thank you, Brian. Ah oh, man. So, uh, let's start with D23. That sound good? Yes, it does. Okay. Well, D23, this is past weekend. Disney 23, is there just D23? I think it's just D23. D23 Expo. It's Disney's kind of uh, fan service event thingy. Um, they do it every two years. This year was the convention where they had panels from... Uh, animation, movies, parks and resorts, The Simpsons? Question mark, shrug shoulder, and a bunch of other ones. Um, and a big secret project. <laughs> a big secret project. Yes, that's right. It's definitely going to destroy Epic Universe. It's just them doing propaganda with their cast members. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that was that was rough. What can we say? Ugh. Um, but uh. Besides the animation panel, which sounded actually really good, um, all the Pixar and Disney animation movies they talked about, which sound legit, um, the big one we're talking about is Parks and Resorts. Parks, Resorts, and Products. And Products. Yes, I'm sorry. Products. Um, which, by the way, we'll start off with Products. <coughs> the newest, hottest walk-around character at Disney is the Target Dog. That actually was the highlight of the whole presentation, though. <laughs> that was also the like the biggest letdown of the whole presentation too. Yeah, but any the, the dog showed up, everybody was happy. Yeah, good point. The dog was definitely better than anything that Chapik's ever done. So Chapik, Chapik, yeah, let's call the whole thing off. But Target, yay! Um, they're opening some Disney stores inside Target, like twenty of them, and then they're going to open a miniature Target in Flamingo Crossing. So I I don't know what to say really. This is kind of like the equivalent of saying that U2 is coming on every single iPod and iPhone. You know, it's just kind of like a wet fart of an announcement that people are just like, what? So, I don't know. Do you That's remember what... when Disney stores used to be heavily themed and have animatronics? and Remember when they were in Destination? Yeah. Yeah, you had one in like a big city and you would like go there and you'd travel and you'd see it and you'd be like, oh, wow, yeah. And now they're everywhere, and now they're nowhere. Yeah. yeah. It, um, 
if if there's any ammunition for all of the this is not what Walt would have wanted, I felt like that would have been a good one to to really really just use because that just seemed completely out of place during that panel. And and it's fine, you know, to do a target Disney thing. I just don't think that was the appropriate time to do it. It makes me feel like this is almost like a plan B panel. You know. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still products part of that division, so. Yeah, just like it makes it sound like that they didn't want to announce a bunch of stuff, so they found filler. Because, yeah. like, do we really need Parks ten minutes of Target? Product. Do we need like? Do we really need an in-depth analysis and explanation for the new Cirque du Soleil show that still doesn't have a name, mind you? <laughs> like. We all know the new Cirque show is happening, but, like, it doesn't have a name. It just has, like, an opening time frame. It's like, really? So. Yeah, I, don't, I also don't think we needed the performance of the, the, the song that's going to happen in the, the new Disneyland parade either. Well, they had a bunch of songs. It was just a really padded, padded event for an hour and a yeah. half. They were just like, pad, 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 pad. It's just like, y'all need to learn how to cut. Say that mic again. I, don't, I guess I shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. I was going to talk about the way they ended the panel, but I guess we can wait to get there. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. Um, but I'm kind of going through what uh, they have on on here. Yeah, the new Cirque, Cirque show, they don't have like a name for it, which is real weird. Um, reportedly, they actually developed the Avatar Cirque show in that theater. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, reportedly they did the, all the development for it in that theater, which is why it was closed for so long and nothing happened to it. So there you go. So at least we didn't get that shit show. Because um, I imagine that was probably part of the uh, plan for Pandora was like, oh, we're going to also do the Cirque show here. And then slowly but surely they're like, oh, no one cares. Oh, no. <laughs> um so they also uh, revealed some of the reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge, which is a thing. Um, they showed I mean, off Tron Light Cycle Run. Again, no date on that. Uh, Disney Genie, which is, yo, dog, I heard you liked our planning software, so we put planning software in your planning software. Um, that kind of situation where they solved their own problem they created. Any disagreements with that, necessarily? No, no. No, um, <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, so you, you still haven't fixed MDE, so you're, you're putting a little bandaid on it with a with uh, selling it as a product. Also, reportedly, uh, that's going to be how Disney does paid fast passes. <laughs> Is that's going to be the app that you're, they're going to like? They're going to basically going to be like three fast passes for everyone per day, unless you use this, and then you can buy more, and then it'd be like tiers or I don't know something like that. But that's how they're going to do paid fast pass. Um, we have Mickey's and Min- Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway opening in spring 2020. Maybe <laughs> I don't actually, know. Out of all the things, uh, okay. Well, let's preface it by saying they blew their load in 2015 and 2017, so oh, I yeah. didn't expect 2019 to match the heights of those announcements that they made. But out of everything, I expected at least something more on Mickey and Minnie. I understand not really going into the whole thing at Epcot, and 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 everything else that's coming down the pike. But they literally just kind of touched on it. And like you said earlier, like they spent more time doing the Target stuff. They spent more time doing the Cirque stuff. Whereas Mickey Minnie's the next ride, big ride that they're opening in Hollywood. The Studios. ride they like, should have opened already. That also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be open already. You should have a little more to say than, 
Here's some blacklight paintings. And even still, it was more about Disneyland than Hollywood Studios version. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then we have a bunch of Epcot crap. Ep crap, I guess, is the best way to put it. Do we? Uh, no, and then we also have so a little bit of the hotel, which is basically confirms like all the stuff that we were kind of rumor-mongering rumor about at the hotel. That would be like a uh, cruise ship on land. It was going to be two days, two nights. Um, all that kind of stuff. Like, you'd do excursions. You'd have, like, events and things to do. So, yeah, that's still kind of a massive question mark for me. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the hotel? I, I guess it all comes well, down to recoup its money. Yeah, I don't... Big th- capital expenditure. I don't you see... Know. I don't see the... Uh, the repeat factor there, and especially if it's if it's the rumored cost that that certain sites have put out, um, why why would people keep coming back to that? It's not like a cruise ship, you know. It's even though I like the idea that they're treating it like a cruise ship, it's still at the end of the day not a cruise. Do you really want to be cooped, larping for two straight days like that? And some of the stuff did look cool. It just I don't I don't see any repeat factor behind. It's like kind of like a one and done, at least in my eyes. Yeah. I don't know. I I think the problem I have is what's the market for this? Um because if you're going to have that much money to throw like the rumor prices for two people is $3300 for two nights with more money per person for up to four people in a room. So that means like you know this is still not cheap but like for two days, two nights, that's a lot of money. And the kind of people who would spend that kind of money on this also probably have a family that would want to do other things too. And maybe a mom or dad who needs to check email and do office stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't... It rings hollow to me. And I know a lot of people are like, well, Star Wars fans have a lot of money. And I'm like, well, then where are they at Disneyland right now? Why are they not there? If they have a lot of money, then why are they not there right now? So it just makes me feel that this is going to be booked for six months. And then immediately we're going to hear about how this thing is operating once or twice a month. Because like, it, it, cause it runs like a cruise ship, you could just operate it as you know occupancy demands. Like You could shut it down for like half the week and just run it when you need it to. That's so, true, yeah. I mean, it's not like you have to keep running this thing like an actual hotel. It's like you could just do it, you know, Friday through Sunday every week and then, and you'll be fine. But it to me, it just seems like Disney doesn't know their audience. Like, I, I don't know how, how else to put that. It, it, it's weird because you would have thought – I mean I know everyone's – even even hardcore Disney fans always had question marks about the Star Wars hotel. Like, yeah, it looks cool, but will it work? Mm. But if you would – we would have had this conversation two, three years ago about Star Wars as a whole in Disney. Like, we would not have come to any of these conclusions that we're coming to now. I mean that's a bigger comment I've always had about Galaxy's Edge is like people are like, well, you know, it's it's still doing fine. I'm like, yeah, but – you know, a year ago, everyone was like saying this thing was going to be the biggest thing in the world, and it, it just isn't. And it doing okay 
or fine is actually a huge letdown and disappointment. You know, like yeah, that that's yeah. Um, yeah. Mike, well, do you have this, any thoughts? This is supposed to be the Potter killer, and it. I mean, quote unquote, by people, and it, I mean, I still haven't been. I can't really judge. You know, obviously by other for photos and stuff like that, and it may look great. And you know, people have been mixed on Falcon, and obviously Resistance is supposed to be the end all be all. So we can't really say anything until that opens. But as it stands right now, it's just yeah, yeah it's there. Yeah. It's kind of a waste. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, fine isn't the benchmark, right? I mean, you right. said it was supposed to be the game changer, and you don't spend $2 billion to just fine or just to move crowds around. You know, you, you spend $2 billion to create more market share and make a shit ton of money, and so far that's not happening. And if, and if, you know, everybody's waiting for resistance, then maybe you could have just built resistance in a cantina and call it a day. Um, and spent, saved a lot of money and spent that other places, you know. Hollywood Studios could use a lot more attractions than what they got, and they certainly didn't need another Star Tours, you know, neither did Disneyland. So I, it's all very puzzling. Um, the hotel, I'm sure, is going to be awesome, you know, if you had that kind of cash. Like, I think that'd be a really fun experience. And maybe it does turn into something like a one-day type thing or maybe more like a Disney Quest type entity where you, you don't spend three days there. Yeah, I, I, you know, I guess it'll be fun to watch what happens with that because the the guts and the bones are there for a really cool thing. Yeah. So if they can adjust their model or what they're actually going to do with it, then maybe, you know, it'll work out. It, it's just... I can't imagine how much the hotel is going to cost to build and operate for a very small amount of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, is there an audience for it? I guess we'll see. There's no audience for galaxy's edge yet. Not yet. So I'm on, so I'm just on Instagram real quick and I'm checking out, uh, uh, God, what's his name? Um, cruising muse, which is a Shay something. And, He's at Galaxy's Edge right now, and they have a actor dressed up as Hondo on, like, one of the roofs. So, like, they're actually doing things if they had money or time to do them. (laughs) But, like, it's actually, like, like an actor up there. And it's like, come on, guys. (laughs) You could do this. But, like, I hear, like, Jim and, and Len talk about, you know, like, they had drones planned as like spacecraft flying out of the spaceport it's like okay that's not nice well i could also see that being cut you know like oh the drawing the 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 drones don't make it because you know the technology is not quite here yet but like to cut like entertainment and everything come on gut (laughs) y'all but yeah the the hotel's getting all that (laughs) yeah The hotel gets all the force effects it gets the consequences it gets all the things they talked about you know, that no reasonable person ever expected. I guess, land. yeah. Um, <sighs> but, I, you know, I think the Million Falcon's a big miss. They put it in parks that both have Star Tours, and it's hard to find anybody that says it's better than Star Tours, and that's pretty damning, <laughs> you know, grade. Yeah, like, I, th- I think... It's supposed to be... That, second e-ticket for your big signature land that is supposed to go everywhere around the world. 
Remember, I think mo- most of the comments have been though, like, "Oh, it's finally awesome to be in the Millennium Falcon," and if that's the high, which is still great, it's like I'm looking forward to it too. But if that's what you're coming away from an attraction, that's not even the ride experience, you know. <laughs> You know, the, the, yeah. one of the most damning things right now is on Gizmodo. I just saw this. Uh, Seth, Seth Kaberski tweeted out from Gizmodo, an article. Hey, remember when Star Trek did Galaxy's Edge 20 years before Star Wars? And they're talking about the Star Wars, the Star Trek experience in Las Vegas. Oh boy. And the fact that this is what's being published right now is kind of nuts. <laughs> Like, this is the get discourse. Get on it, Get on it. Let's go. Yeah, is that the discourse right now is basically, this is old, this is expensive, Disney's late. And if any of any of us last year was like, like, I think, sh- like, Chuck and I were like, I don't know, it may not be as quite as big as everyone says because there's been, you know, Star Wars in the parks for 30 years. But I don't think we ever thought it would be this bad. Like, this, like... Bad, and by bad I mean like lack of attendance, nobody around, kind of meh response. It's kind of it's it's insane. It's really insane, and yeah, it's yeah, it's a thing. You you would have thought it was a slam dunk, but you know I, I've seen I think earlier today Chuck made a comment which I which I agree with wholeheartedly. Like like IPs like Cars and Harry Potter, they have characters, but their worlds also have characters. Whereas Star Wars it's more about the characters themselves than where they visit. Like, yeah, some of the places are cool, but at the end of the day, like with the argument of, Oh, should they, should they have built a land based on the movies? Everyone's response is, well, it's just a desert. It's just a swamp. It's just a volcano. That, yeah, that's pretty much all the worlds are noted for. There's nothing special about them. They're just pretty basic biomes that just happen to have a star Wars name attached. Yeah. So maybe they shouldn't build a land on it. Which, which again, two years ago, you would have asked me. I mean, every we were all hyped for it. I remember being on the podcast with you guys, like, "Wow, they're building Star Wars land about yeah. time." Like, this is what they need. This is the particle. Kill it, Disney. And, this is the and, point. This is what we've been waiting for. This is you know everyone was waiting for it. You're you know, yeah, so much pent up demand. And again, Rise of the Resistance may be the best thing ever, but as it stands right now, until then, you have a land that everyone's kind of indifferent on, and articles showing like. Even if it's right or wrong, and if you agree with it or not, Disneyland's, you know, dead attendance, low crowds, no one cares about Star Wars. Did the last Jedi kill Star Wars land? All these these headlines and that's the narrative, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah, and like it's like a, it's like a perfect storm of things, you know, yet you come out of Last Jedi and Solo and people are down on Star Wars for multiple reasons, and then you also have where Disney has kind of maybe hit their limit with price increases. It's yeah, kind of all happening at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and, and and not only just that, but like Mike, like like Haston tweeted out the chicken dish at the Paradise Pier uh, restaurant, or you know, or the Pixar Pier, the Paradise Gardens, or whatever they have out there, and it went from like twenty bucks to like twenty five bucks, like twenty four dollars. It went up twenty percent in price, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, and the Coke bottles. Yeah. It's not up $2 since opening. Yeah. Like, and you can't take them on the airplane. And, and, and the problem is, like, the prices go up 20% and then profits go up 7 Like, what point do you can, you can no longer rise, you can ra- no longer raise prices and just the attendance is staring you in the face that it's not happening? Like, 
and I, I and I keep telling people this, and they're like, "Oh no, you're wrong." Like Hollywood Studios doesn't get ten million people a year. It just doesn't. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> it doesn't get ten million people a year. No matter how much you know, T wants an an acorn or whatever want to tell you that. So now that we're here, and I I, I don't know what to say. Like it it just feels like Disney's at this part where they just hit the wall, and they hit the wall after opening two billion dollars worth of investment. In their domestic parks, I'm 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 stumped. I don't know what to do. Thank God they don't pay me because I don't know I don't know what to tell them because I don't think anything I would tell them they would actually do. So, shit. I mean, they, so are, I think, they I think are Rise doing a target. Succeed because it has kind of old trilogy aesthetics. Like you're going through something that kind of looks like a Death Star or a Star Destroyer. People seem to like Ray. They like Kylo Ren, sort of. So, like, you kind of have some characters that people like in there, aesthetics people enjoy. But, again, they could have just built that, which yeah. is kind of what they're doing in Paris, maybe. Well, well, the problem also is that Rise is horribly, horribly late. I mean, it's like getting on test track late right now. Like, of how – like, I'm going to be blunt. I don't think this thing is opening this year and even in, in Disney's, Disney World. I don't think it's opening. I think they're going to release something in – October, November, and they're like, well, we're adding all these great things to um, Hollywood, to Galaxy's Edge, you know, blah, 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 and for more additional time to make sure our experiences are perfect for everyone, we're pushing Star Wars uh, Rise of the Resistance until spring 2020, but we're bringing um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway online earlier, you know, something like that. You know, that's fine. That's fine. If it ain't ready, it ain't ready. And I can understand people, you know, when with the Hagrid thing, obviously there's a little bit more behind it, but I can get that. But add that in with how sort of lukewarm, I guess is the best word to use, the, the response has been to Star Wars Land <laughs> from Pun the general public. Luke, lukewarm. Ah, <laughs> it, it's, again, not good optics when the narrative's always already, you know, blasted across the internet. It's dead. Or wait, like, like um, the worst thing you can have for a theme park is to tell people wait. Like it's it, like Hagrid. Like sure, it's long lines, but people are like, yeah, I waited a long time for it, but it was worth it. Or like you know that kind of thing. What people, what Disney wanted for Galaxy's Edge was people to go, yeah, the big ride isn't there, isn't open yet, but it's so worth it. And they just don't have it because yeah. they just cut so much out of it that there's. Yeah, it feels like fine. there's nothing there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing. It's fine. It just blows my mind. It's, it, it, it's insane. It's in, it's absolutely insane. But enough shitting on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because, uh, Brian, you're going on Saturday, right? Yes, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. <laughs> yes. I'm, 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 go- I'm, I'm going on, like, October 1st, and I'm really looking forward to doing it. I already have my, I already have my uh, Oga's Canteen reservation. I'm like... Very close to doing savvies because I don't know. My life is pointless at this point. Childless I might as well get a millennial. I'm a childless millennial. Um, I can afford a $200 lightsaber. Uh, my boss, my boss said I should get one just so he could bring it to work and punish people. Uh, so I, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm like thinking about a droid. Like, I'm excited to go. I, I want it to be good, but like, also, I'm like, hey, do you know what? It also be good. 
like having shows, like standing and drinking, you know, whatever, and watching a show happen is great. I mean, you know me in Diagon Alley, so like, why can't it be there in Galaxy's Edge too? So, anyway, yeah, that- I think before before we move on, I do want to say like, because there's a certain you know group of people that you know it's Disney Universal. I want this. Universal fans should want this to succeed because then that pushes Universal as Universal's Wizarding World, uh, Hogsmeade, and Diagon push Disney to be like, all right, we gotta let's bring out Star Wars and kill it. Exactly. That push them. Now, obviously, we can argue to the cows come home whether they did it or not, but Universal fans should want this to succeed. So then Universal in turn says, okay, now we get an up epic universe. Exactly. I mean, we would not have Galaxy's Edge, for better or for worse, if it wasn't for Diagon Alley. Like, there's a very direct correlation between Imagineering going and seeing Diagon Alley, creating their presentation, and the board of directors going, hey, we need better, and creating Galaxy's Edge. Like, that's a, that's a line. Like, that's very well reported. So, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, everyone should be hyped for what – no matter if you don't like the company or not. Like, everyone should ha- want the best to come out of all these companies. Because, like, even even if it's not, like, Disney or Universal, like, people get ideas from everywhere else. Like, they go and travel, and they love theme parks, too. So they go to, you know, all these places, and they're like, oh, I went on this great ride, and it's this great experience, and they want to make their own. So you – you want good things everywhere, period, and a discussion. <laughs> um, do we have anything to say about Rise of the Resistance? Because there are some previews today. Or is that kind of what it is at this point? We can wait. Yeah. It looks I mean, good so far. Oh, yeah, but gotta everyone, wait and see. Yeah, everyone, everyone walked into that main room with the stormtroopers and the giant bay window or port opening. I don't know. Whatever it is. And... Everyone loved it, and they said they clapped and cheered and cried and screamed and all that stuff. Um, Yay media. Yay media. (laughs) Anyway, so let's uh, uh, talk about the main thing. Let's talk about the Epcot. So, (laughs) Epcot. So, yeah, so we all know that they're going to redo Epcot. And uh, they brought a guy on stage to talk about Epcot um, wearing a very snazzy shirt, one that I may not have, may or may not have gotten someone to buy for me at D23. Um, I also got the black long sleeve t shirt, the water bottle, and some pins. So I I <laughs> should have done that myself. I yes. didn't even think of that. My head's been all over the place. Damn. You're, Did I get your pins? Uh, I I got like the buttons, not the pins. You know they had those. Yeah, just... let me get those too. Uh, he he bought. Uh, let me see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you no, know, he got he got me some stuff, so I need to Venmo him. But I'm excited for that to come in the mail because it's really snazzy new logo. Um, they reintroduced all the icons. Everything looks pretty good. And then they kind of started showing what they're offering, and it's been kind of um vague still. Um, for something that's two years old, it's still very vague. Mike? Yeah, it's completely vague. There's nothing really new except for Moana and the the tree table. (laughs) The tree table? (laughs) And Mary Um, Poppins. Yeah. So, still don't even know if it's a. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They had a big presentation for it. It's like, oh, it's an attraction. We'll have more details later. Yeah. So, Epcot has a new logo, which is snazzy. 
Um, they've announced yeah, space Spaceship Earth is going to be uh, transformed with new scenes reflecting the universal nature of the human experience. A new guide and all new narration will focus on the storytelling that brings people together. Um, I read that as they're adding Moana to this ride because I can see Moana in it. Other people are like, Joe, you're crazy. So I don't know it's what. It's not Moana. It's not. If you, someone actually did a side by side, both rays look different. But on top of that, the ray is actually a staple of Pacific culture to begin with. Yes. So if they're doing that narrative light that follows you to tell the story, it's very possible that the narrative light takes the form of different things in each. Okay. I would also like to point out that they're transforming the Phoenician scene into a Polynesian scene, a South Pacific scene. And they're adding a family with a person with long hair. And I somehow think that they cannot hold themselves back and make it somehow tied to Moana. As of right now, it's not Moana. Will it, will that be changed? Maybe. I. But as of right now, it's not IP. I'm I am totally okay. Even though they announced nothing, everything I saw for the most part, I'm fine with. <laughs> okay. God has been dead for a long time. <laughs> it's alive in my heart, damn it, Brian. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Nothing yet has has killed my joy of the future of the park. Correct. I mean, so. There are characters in Spaceship Earth, if you want to get technical. Oh, Joe, stop. But they're not part of the narr- like the narrative focal point. So that's kind of the angle I'm going for. It's like, hey, if it becomes part of that, then I'm like, oh. If we see the good dinosaur in the cave scene, then God help us all. <laughs> um, next up, they have Dreamer's Point. Which is that three-story giant building thing um, where Interventions is at. Um, There's going to be a new fountain. There's an interactive wishing tree. and I just keep thinking about South Park. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping up my wishing tree. (laughs) (laughs) And then, God help us all, the one thing we needed more in Epcot than anything else, another Walt Disney statue. Oh boy, um, I, 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 you guys—they don't need it. Like, what's the point? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, they don't, but it's whatever to me. It's like, okay, cool. Like, it looks like a nice little area. Influencers' yeah. Instagram's gonna go nuts with it. Yeah, this also feels like the first thing that's gonna be downsized in some way. Like immediately, it's gonna be like, oh, well, when we meant three story, we meant two story, and by two story, we meant like nothing on the top story. It's like, oh, okay, got it. Or like, or like a three-story, but there's no trees on top, and you can't get to the third story, or whatever. Anyways, so I'm a little pessimistic on this, but it it still looks cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It, looks, it looks cool. Like yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, it is still Walt Disney World. They should have a statue in each park, honestly. Even though if it's not the Epcot that he dreamed of, it's still the Epcot that he thought of. Should he, ha- should he far, be an animal? You know kingdom? what I mean? Yeah. Not just well, yeah. Do to put him anywhere. There is no Disney Animal Kingdom without Disney, whether he had a hand in it or not. And technically speaking, Animal Kingdom is a larger version of the Jungle Cruise. Should they put him? Should they put a fake Jungle Cruise boat with him, like shooting, like you know how the the photo of him, like leaning over with the gun? Should like they put him in there, but without the gun, so it looks like he's just pointing? No, him smoking a cigarette with the two fingers. <laughs> there we go. The uh, a statue in every resort. It's like him playing tennis is at the All Star Sports. 
or something. <laughs> the picture of him leaning on the beach, like with the camera in his hands, like at the Polynesian <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Uh, I'm totally yeah, but I'm I'm totally I'm totally okay with something Disney reflected in each part. It, I think that's fair. Okay, I, you know. I'm a little more cynical than that, but got it. No worries. Um, they've also announced that they're going to be changing every single part of the park. Uh, basically, they are now rebranding the whole park. Um, World Showcase remains, but Future World will be split up into three new sections called World Celebration. World Discovery and World Nature. Um, the grammar's not great. Um, I'm kind of having a hard time how World Nature doesn't fit in with World Showcase and World Discovery, but what have you not. Um, I get it, but also, like, my biggest problem with that is, like, what they're already adding doesn't fit into those things. Like, how does the Play Pavilion fit into World Discovery? I, I don't because you're just you're discovering to play. Yeah, I I don't know. Like that's uh, so it just kind of it it just rings hollow to me. It feels like they're just trying to. It feels like they shot the side of the barn and they painted the uh, target on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, target logo. Yeah, a tar- it's a target logo. <laughs> literally, yeah. The dog just walks in front. You know, he's just sitting there. Um. In the world of celebration, they're going to be adding the Play Pavilion. They're also adding Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to read this because it says the wor- the wor- will feature the first reverse launch into space. Um, I mean, there's they're still not launching you into space. It's just an indoor. Co- I, I don't know what to say. Um, it's going to be a reverse launch, which is pretty cool. Um, not the first attraction to do that, but it's going to be cool. Um, still not, not many details or an opening year for that. Uh, remember that's supposed to open in 2021, right? And we still don't have any info on that. I thought it was 22. Maybe 22. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um, Google. Yeah. Go to Google. Google. (laughs) Um, they say it's a thrilling family friendly attraction, which, Sure thing. Um, 21. 21? Okay. Uh, never before seen storytelling coaster. <laughs> God help us. Uh, that rotates to focus on the action. So, like, it's just going to be, like, a really thrilling... It's going to be basically Gringotts if Gringotts was just more of a roller coaster than a dark ride. Um, which is fair. Um, next up is Space 2020... Uh, not 2020. Space 220, which is the uh, space restaurant. And yeah, it's a space restaurant. I hear the menu is actually really, really good. Um, but it ba- uh, the idea is that it's going to feature all of the uh, the cuisines featured in the International Space Station, is what I heard. So I think that's a, a cool idea. Um, yeah, it looks neat. Um, yeah, I, I believe that's opening later this year. Uh, yeah, I think this winter is what they said. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really cool. Oh, Mike. Yeah, most of the event was just fine, just stuff we already knew, other than a yeah. few, like, like, winter 2020. Okay, cool. Okay, Actually, yeah. we got our opening date. You know. Yeah. <laughs> also in future, in future World. Also in Celebration Discover Nature World 
is um, Journey of Water inspired by Moana, the first ever experience inspired by Disney's animal Disney Animation Studios hit film. So it's a it's a it's a walk through water experience. It's great. I don't know if I'd call it great, but it it exists. Um, yeah. No, I am here to tell you this is great. Okay, okay, Mike. Why is it great? I am. I am planting my flag. This is a good addition to this park. Okay, been doing this all along. Okay. Uh, this is a good IP tie-in. I'm all for it. Okay. So it's it's an IP. Um, it it's educational. Um, and it doesn't require waiting in line. I don't think. And I have some cool visuals and stuff. I guess. It's Epcot. It's lush. I'm all for it. This is good. Park Silk approved. You drink a beer and walk through it. It's great. <laughs> you can drink a beer and walk through it. Got I, it. Uh, I agree with Mike. You can hang out with your friends. You can make jokes. This is good. This is Epcot should have this everywhere. Every country should have a thing. You should all have attractions and rides and experiences. This is a, a ticket or something. This is great. Okay. Everyone loves trails and Animal Kingdom, so here we go. Okay. Yeah, okay. if it's if it's a nature world, yeah. you know, it's next to the living seas and the land. So, I mean, yeah, Moana maybe doesn't fit Epcot per se and fits better in Animal Kingdom or Magic Kingdom, but as far as what they're selling, it fits. And it doesn't seem heavy-handed with the IP, just more like, hey, this is tied to Moana in some way. You know that symbol you, you remember for the movie? There it is over there. So it still gives them a chance to actually build an actual Moana dark ride wherever they choose to. Okay. Um, for it. Also, a bunch of uh, the uh, the movies are updating in January 2020. Awesome Planet is debuting in the land in 2020. Wonders mm-hmm. China is debuting, and all along with Canada Far and Wide uh, in January 2020. So all those are being debuted, along with the Beauty and the Beast sing-along which I swear to God, if replaces Impressions de France permanently, uh, there'll be hell to raise, but uh, it's just going to be a temporary addition. Um, or it's going to be like a handoff. So basically it's going to be half and half or something. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so also, uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is opening this coming summer, 2020, which, whatever. Um, cool. It's a ride. Yep, it's a ride. Good. We yeah, need ri- we need rides in that park, and it's a ride. It's an addition. It doesn't replace anything. It doesn't cool. replace it's anything. Like, no, this, it doesn't. Yeah, this uh, this vision for Epcot isn't so bad, right? Like it's careful character integration. Like it's not horrible yet. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy maybe a little bit, but everything else seems to work so far. Um, Tell me, why didn't they use Wreck-It Ralph for the Play Pavilion? Uh, he's there, but he's not the main focus. Yeah. Maybe so, because the sequel did, did crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. We're getting a Mary Poppins carousel. Which is what I'm mentioning right now, is in World Showcase, which, by the way, now that they've de-emphasized the world part by giving everything <laughs> world. Showcase. It's a showcase, which means it, we can add whatever we want here now. Um, we'll welcome the first in- attraction inspired by Mary Poppins. And they give you no idea what it is. So it could be right, a... So is Jolly Holly Bakery not a uh, attraction? I guess not. 
So, yeah, I don't know. I had a jolly holly tonight. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe's getting ready. Yeah, I had a highlight, so we're ready to go. So I, that was that. And then also um, they gave a name for the new Epcot Nighttime Spectacular, Harmonious, which is good except for the, excuse me, the capitalized us, <laughs> which is bad. And if you named it that, you should feel bad because um, that is a really the, bad name. Uh... The Epcot Forever song was good, huh? That's what I hear. Um, I listened I to it, and I did I not. In, I did not like it. <laughs> yeah, but you like Tapestry, so you're a weird guy. That's fair. That is very fair. I do like Tapestry, so. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I wasn't really into that. So, that was kind of the D twenty three presentation. Anything else you guys want to add on? Uh, I'm just looking to make sure I, I covered everything. Um, so, like, I think there was a lot of excitement going into this, you know, whether, depending on what your agenda was. Um, some of us, like, wanted to see a big melt. Some of us wanted to see new stuff. Some of us were just interested. And I don't think anybody got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday, when everybody got the preview of the pavilion, like, it was really exciting. Like, the Epcot model, what does this mean? Why is this here? Why is there a big giant guitar in Mexico? What's going on with my Why is imagination on this? What are those mystery posters that are covered? Um, is Brazil you know, coming? They're, they're, they're going ahead and throwing out, oh, we're doing all my animal attraction. Like, we're doing this, we're doing that. It's like, oh, wow. What did they do on Sunday? And it turns out they're not doing anything on Sunday. So I guess uh, we'll have some parks blog stuff coming up to fill us in. And then I guess the new expo in 2021. But, uh, yeah, it'll, we'll be getting ready to start the 50th at that point, right? Like two months out. Yeah, hopefully we know more about the 50th beyond they'll have cupcakes. <laughs> and fancy sparkly cappuccinos. Yeah, because um, God save us all. That's all they're going to probably do, right? Jeez. Oh, but, yeah, it's... I think my biggest issue with the Ep- the Epcot redo is like they just kind of felt it felt like they kind of went okay now we're going to give you a somewhat reasonable budget <laughs> and this is what you have to use <laughs> it's like oh we can't do anything the and that's biggest the- redo in Disney history but like uh, I, okay. I, I I'm just kind of done with uh, I just, but also it's like totally like okay so we're going to kind of redo a little bit of this but not all of it and most of it we're not touching. It's like, okay, like, uh, interesting. So everything just looks lopsided right now and just like really, yeah. If they announce an Imagination Redo on Sunday, I think everybody's just like thrilled right now. Like the whole narrative shifts. Just one more attraction that they're probably doing anyway. And I guess they're keeping Figment because he moves merchandise and they mentioned him. Like, do that or like just say it's coming figment staying uh more details to come and people are just like foaming right now going nuts mm-hmm. but no that's you know that's my free advice to disney yeah well anyways <laughs> we just talked about disney for 40 minutes so i think it's time to move on guys How's that sound? I was just looking at the, uh, the gram, and I saw they have the Starcourt Mall uh, pillars out. Yes. At, uh, 
Let's talk. Let's talk about Halloween Horror Nights, shall we? Let's smell that fog rolling in. Yep, one week, gentlemen. One week until Halloween Horror Nights debuts on September sixth. We got some preview going on. Uh, Brian, I know you guys did a preview podcast uh, this week. I already listened to it, so I highly recommend everyone listen to it. Thank you. Yes. Um, it's really really good. So everyone check that out. But we're gonna do our own little preview too. So, uh, how do you guys want to do this? You want to do houses, scare zones? You want to just kind of talk in general or what? You're the boss. I'm the boss? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, let's talk about... You know what? Let's talk about something you didn't talk about, Brian. Let's talk about the merch. Because today they unveiled the merch. Oh, my gosh. So I think oh, this cool, may be guys. this may be the first time I'm actually excited for the merch. Like, yeah, this is not the the merch I wanted to see before a trip to California. Yeah, where's Brian going with this? Yeah, I was wondering about that too. I'm like, wait, what? I thought you were excited about this. Um, this this shit's good. Are we still friends? Question <laughs> mark. Yeah, no, this stuff's good. Hey, hey, yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> um i i really enjoy it so um if you have not seen the merch yet uh you can find it on the some of it i don't think all of it but some of it on the uh online heard our complaints from last year yeah the online um store for halloween horror nights also they have a banner now so yeah. that's cool uh, um, the, uh, family love banner yeah so they have a halloween horror nights 29 banner um t-shirts are still black, but they have more of a, excuse me, like a neon aesthetic to them. Yeah, no blood. Yes. No blood. <laughs> which is definitely a change in the, over the past six, six seven years. Um, a lot more uh, 80s, uh, 80s-centric merchandise, definitely. Yes. Um, I think the biggest uh, changes are, they have two really great lanyards. They have a Ghostbusters lanyard, and they have a Halloween Horror Nights 29 lanyard. Um, some good shirts. They have, they have pin sets, which is actually pretty cool. I think the pin sets yeah. look legit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest one are the Burger King-style collectible cups. <laughs> like the 1990, you know, the, the collectible cups, you know, the big bottoms, you know, the, the glass ones with, like, art on it. Well, they have them now for Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, Killer Clowns, and Universal Monsters. Um, complete wraparound image. Um, it's kind of... Ins- they're kind of nuts. And they're like, collect them all. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. I will. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. Um, it's kind of nuts. And I love them. And these are kind of great. Oh, but... I'm already doing the math. This is the first time I'm seeing the prices. Oh, God, help me. Well, it's, it's going to be $40 for all the glasses. Yeah, yeah, and then the pins, and then the shot glass, and then the, the Ghostbusters, like the lone pin, and then they, the coffee mug. They have the Palace Arcade adult t-shirt from Stranger Things. It's $32. We got all that Patreon money rolling in, guys. I might have to start one. Yeah. <laughs> the killer clown shirt is interesting. Um, yeah, they got that hat. They have a collectible figurine from Killer Clowns. Yeah, this is some pretty good stuff. I I, I approve. It looks pretty good. Um, what can I say? 
So oh, the coffee mug. Oh my god. They have a lan- <laughs> lanyard with a light up badge for fourteen dollars. I don't know. It's no amulet of fear, but <laughs> what coffee mug are you looking at? The uh, the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters one? one. Yeah, that one looks fun. Um, I'm excited for that one. And the Tumblr works with the freestyle. Yeah, it's it's like a redeemable freestyle of some sort. So they didn't really say what that meant. I'm not sure if that means it's like a all-day thing. Does it mean you can redeem it once? I'm not sure. Also, I think it's sold out already. No, it's not. Okay, here it is. No, it's sold out already. Yeah, it's yeah. not there anymore. Yeah, it's not online anymore. <laughs> they may have pulled it maybe to stop the, the madness. Yeah, they may have pulled it, but it's not online anymore, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking right now. I'm like, wait a minute, where is it? I thought I saw it earlier. Yeah, I, I did too. I'm like, I'm like, uh, where is it? Yeah, it's not on there anymore. So, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening with it because God, God, please bring back the annual pass holder frequent fear mug because that thing yes. was literally the best in the world. Thirty bucks for all you can drink. A plus. Or if you're Joe, sixty bucks. Yeah, exactly, because you're an idiot. So we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. Uh, so merch, merch looks good. How about those houses, y'all? How about how about them? How about them houses? Oh, they have those too. Yeah, they have those too. Besides merch. Um, yeah, Halloween Horror Nights houses. So, uh, I, I guess I'll ask Mike first because I know yours, Brian. So you're not going to be too much of a surprise. But Mike, hey. what are what's your uh, number one most anticipated house and your least anticipated house? Hmm, I think the correct answer is supposed to be graveyard games. Um, agree with, but also Ghostbusters. Um, and then, um, least anticipated would be us. Okay. Huh. Okay. Uh, Brian. Um, and oh, Monsters sorry. would be cool, too. Okay. Monsters. Uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Brian. Um, number one is Ghostbusters. Um, just because being an 80s baby, I grew up with everything Ghostbusters, from the cartoon to the toys uh, the sequel, even though it's obviously not the same as the first one, I still love it. I'm, I was all in on Ghostbusters as a kid. So to see that come to life, I don't care if it's not scary. I'm all in. Um, number one actual hype besides Ghostbusters is Graveyard Games. Um, and then beyond that, or my least is Us. Mostly because, no surprise, it was a late addition into I don't know how the movie will translate it to a house because the whole point of the movie scares was seeing your own quote unquote reflection come after you and try to kill you. So right. I don't know how that's going to translate your own doppelganger. Yeah. I understand. Uh, my number one, most anticipated is ghostbusters. I think number two then would be graveyard games. Cause they sound great. And my least anticipated one is House of a Thousand Corpses because I just don't care that much, I guess. I, I, that's the best way to put it. I don't know. Now, is it because you don't care because Rob Zombie or you see the movie and don't care? Uh, Rob Zombie. I've not seen the movie. Okay. So, so since you've heard the podcast, you know what I'm going to say next. Yes. Um, the movie is terrible. <laughs> 
Um, but the content is there. And I've said that because Drew just saw the movie the first time, too. And him and Ashley, um, him and his girlfriend, rather, um, I kept telling them, like, look, the movie sucks, but the content's there. Oh, I don't know. They saw the movie, and they're like, you were right. This movie is terrible, but I can see why this is going to be a good haunted house. Or at least the potential to be a good haunted house. It was House of the Year in Hollywood a couple years ago. So, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think it's going to surprise people. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm just bummed out about us because we got robbed of an original and therefore robbed of, like, a reasonable wait time. (laughs) And, you know... uh, and it's like, do we really have to upset the apple cart for us? Like, was it that important to get it? I don't know. Do they need it this year? Yes, because I <laughs> do, think this Do was, you need that when you have Ghostbusters and Stranger Things? This would have been the only year to really jump on it. I don't think next year yeah, people would have yeah. cared. Well, then who cares? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I... Uh, I think, that, yeah, this was the year to do it. But it still sucks. I mean, and, but again... We could have easily have lost an IP house for it if the IP house was just like not developed by that point. It, it basically came down to what was under construction. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what it was. Um, the other houses that we have not talked about include Yeti, uh, Stranger oh, Things, yeah. Yeti, Stranger Things, I about that one. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, Mike briefly mentioned the Universal Monsters. We also have uh, Nightingales and Depths of of Fear? Depths of Fear? Yeah. Okay, Depths of Fear. So those are the remaining houses. Um, Any other things? The originals are stacked. (laughs) So any other kind of things you want to mention about the houses? Like, what what are you thinking, Mike? What are you you feeling? I'm excited for the originals. I can't get really excited about Stranger Things because I know it's just going to be a, a chore to get through, to get to it. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm ready. And it's going to be hard to get back to Monsters. It's going to be a long walk. <laughs> but I'm excited. You're going to be shuffling like Frankenstein's monster when you yeah. get there. Just like, yeah. You could drink a whole Jolly Holly by the time you get back there. You could, yeah, you could. Um, Brian, anything else you want to add? I know I listened to a bunch of stuff on the podcast, but do you want to give us a small tasting of what to expect. Yeah. Um, it really seems this year, like they didn't care that it was year 29 and that's got me pretty excited for 30. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even us, it has a chance to still be good. Even though I have at least, it still has a chance to be something, but even still, I know one through nine may deliver something special. And it seems like every year, even, you know, while 26 and 27 aren't fondly remembered as last year, they still delivered a strong lineup, mostly. Um, and it seems like now it's just getting harder to top the year before, and they're finding a way to do it. So this this year is gonna is something special, even for Hollywood. Uh, it's it looks like it's it's something special. Mm-hmm. I actually appreciate too, whereas last year they kind of went with like a vibe of the 80s this one they just went all the way effing <laughs> yeah i'm here for it everything okay mike anything else you want to add um it's very exciting my family's coming this year which is gonna be interesting oh yeah my mom my dad my sister and brother-in-law their first time to horror nights it's be crazy first time to universal man they, they don't know what wild. what's gonna happen art don't they that's another thing. My mother-in-law is coming for the first time too. Was it, Ghost- yes. was it Ghostbusters that hooked them, or 
Um, we got drunk one Saturday night at their house, and I was like, "You want to come to Horror Night?" So my mom's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because because so my 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 mother in law when she heard Ghostbusters was coming, she it kind of piqued her interest, and then when I kind of told her what it was all about, she's like, "You know what? Yeah, I think I will enjoy that." And then my parents almost came because of Ghostbusters too. That kind of shows the whole power of of the marketing of what they're they're trying to attract to the park. Oh yeah, yeah. This is going to be an interesting year, to say the least. Mike, are you? Where are you guys staying? Uh, uh, same place as y'all. The the endless summer. Endless summer. Okay. Yeah. I, I assume you guys are splitting. I assume you guys are splitting like two hotel rooms then. Uh, doing the suite, the two bedroom suite. Oh, geez, you guys are cramming. Yeah, yeah. Six people in that thing. That's what it says it can hold. Oh boy. Yeah, we're putting four <laughs> people in, and I think that's too much. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about it, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, you won't be in there too long, so that's okay. Correct. Yeah, and you'll be so tired. Matter. <laughs> just in theory. Take some Advil PM, and you'll pass out, and you'll be you'll be good to go. It's just a place to sleep. That's it. You don't need to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> place to put the clothes. You're good to go. So next up, we got scare zones. Uh, Mike, same thing. Except we'll just go with your most anticipated scare zone. What is your most anticipated scare zone, Mike? Huh. An arcade. Okay, why? Um, just from the time I heard the rumor, I was just excited about it, and it seems like they're going to deliver on it. And I'm not as down in that location as a lot of people are. I liked Masquerade, and that steampunk thing was fine for what it was. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do. Okay. Uh... I'm, not really, I'm not really standing the uh, Hellbilly Deluxe and uh, plastic surgery. Um, Zombieland's probably gonna be cool, and Vikings would be cool. Um, but yeah. So talking about one. so talking about Hellbilly Deluxe, Brian. What's your number one look? Uh, most anticipated scare zone. I am looking absolutely forward to digging through the ditches and burning the witches. Dig into the Um. Yeah, it's you know when when I first heard like that it was possible that there was gonna be a scare zone based on the music and movies of Rob Zombie, I was like. Why? Um, then they announced it. I was like, okay, so it's not a complete loss. It looks like they have a certain direction they're going with. So, you know, at least it looks to be somewhat entertaining. I'm still looking forward to the other ones. And then as I saw Scare Zone construction ramp up, I was just all the way in. That okay. just looks like like absolute anarchy in the best way. It looks like there's going to be fire everywhere, like a rock concert in front of Fast and the Furious. Okay. Yeah, and, and plus like I think the music will actually play well to the scare zone and for Halloween Horror Nights. And man, that play they get they were so lopsided last year with uh scare zones. So I'm just happy to hear that they've kind of balanced it out again. Um I mean I w- just th- just think of it though. This zone in that small little area in front of the X of the supercharged is gonna have Pyro. It's going to have concert lights, it's going to have strobe lights, and it's going to have freaking projectors on top of the fog and the scare actors in there. And the blasting music. Awesome. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It might be terrible, 
but it's probably going to be fun. Yeah, it's gonna if it's gonna be a mess, it's gonna be a hot mess. And you know, and ultimately, uh, like yes, maybe it is inspired by the quote unquote IP of Rob Zombie, but it, there is some leeway where they can come and create some original concepts too. Yeah, um, I think mine, my, I guess maybe it's damning that my the one, one I'm looking forward to most is Anarchade, but that maybe just because I have an overactive imagination, it'll probably be like really disappointing or something, but. Yeah, I guess maybe then my number two would be because Mike picked Anarchade. I'd say like number two, probably Vikings. I don't know. Because I hear that one may have like some sort of like bigger element to it. Like how they had the like the remember how they had the schoolhouse last year? So yeah. maybe something like that. So that that would make it really cool. But I don't know. Um, I think the I'm, I'm just not sure yet. It's weird. Yeah, I'm sure if a lot more of the props were out, the Vikings would would probably overtake, you know, Hellbilly for for number one. But as of right now, I have other than the sound of zombie Vikings coming after me, I don't know what the zone's going to look like. So, but yeah, Vikings has a lot of potential too. I'm just glad it's not the pumpkins anymore. Time to move on for the pumpkins. So uh, next up, we have some shows. Uh, we have the Academy of Villains returning, but we also have yeah, we also have uh, marathon Halloween Marathon of Mayhem, which is a brand new Lagoon show debuting uh, for the event that's showing three times a night. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean Academy of Villains is Academy of Villains. I think it, it you know Brian, you said it best. You know, say what you want about it, but it is the highest uh, rated show they've ever done so mm-hmm. you know it's it was bound to come back um but the real uh, question is about the sorry sorry you go brian i was gonna say and and granted i know a lot of people that were even fans of the first two shows who had a problem with last year the big common complaint was you know the show works better you know working with the crowd this you know last year felt like they were kind of separated I am to the understanding they have heard those critiques. Okay, good. Hopefully they'll improve the show then. Um, so then we also have the Marathon of Mayhem show, which looks interesting to say the least. <laughs> Mike, where do you feel? What are your feelings on it? I think it's a good addition. I'm excited to see it. You know, you can sit down and watch water and stuff. Cool. <laughs> you know, sit down, watch water and stuff. Uh, yeah, and it, just and like it, Moana. Moana. Is it Moana or Moana? Uh, Shaypak. Okay, got it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm interested in the water show. I'm more wondering why they're showing it only three times a night because it feels like something they Correct. could do four times a night. But maybe that's just because that they could, you know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe the, the maybe they'll add a fourth fourth time in a night like later on in the year because they're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, what's interesting is that they're actually not going to be showing cinematic celebration the rest of this fall. It sounds like, um, based on some of their scheduling they've done so far uh, online. So maybe a thing where they're just kind of just doing that now. Uh, but yeah, so the show uh, Marathon of Mayhem is about. 
like a 1980s themed VHS marathon in your basement is the best way they kind of themed it as. And it involves Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, um, and a bunch of... uh, The monsters. And the monsters, yeah, sorry. Um, So it's going to be super interesting and super cool. And it's... Excuse me, it's going to be real different. Um, Hopefully they learn some of the lessons from the cinematic celebration show and they incorporate new effects and new concepts. So yeah, I'm kind of cop. Uh, sorry. My, wow. Words are not working for me tonight. I am cautiously optimistic. There we go. That was, those are the words I was looking for. Um, and I'm kind of, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'd be a cool way just to get you get like, just sit down for a second, you know, and just like kind of take in yes. how uh, just take in horror nights and just chill for a second. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, any other thoughts on Marathon of Mayhem or Academy of Villains, Mike or Brian? Um, I'm uh, excited for next year. <laughs> 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 we're not doing um, speculation this early, Mike. No, we do it now. Yeah, I want to. Um, I, I at the end of the day, um, it's it's something to do for people, you know. Whether it be good or not, it's something that pulls them off the streets and the houses. And uh, as long as there's more stuff for people to do, it should spread out and help the crowds. Yeah, <clears throat> bring back Brian Brushwood. Oh, good lord! <laughs> Twenty Penny Circus. the lizard man (laughs) we're all saying this but we all know they need to bring back uh, the giant fire breathing uh, robosaurus yeah did you say robosaurus (laughs) you just said robosaurus (laughs) why did I not think of that I was just like what is that thing and then you said robosaurus and it just went right through my head you see, I thought you were going Rocky Horror Picture Show, and so you said Big Giant. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, well, you do, we can do Rocky Horror. Okay, yeah, we do. I can see where you're coming from. Death Drums. There we go. That was the one you had mentioned. I stand Death Drums. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so those are the shows. Like, we, we, we talked about the food a little bit, but they're opening Starcourt Mall, which is uh, facing Transformers. Um, yes. Between yeah, between uh, Fallon and Transformers, and the bar is back, and the, and our favorite bar is back with High Lie and Shipyard Pumpkin, and, and Miami Weiss, Miami Weiss, and uh, I think the Lion Kugel was it or was that Sam Adams? Yeah, I think the Sam, Sam Adams. Adams Winter. Yeah. yeah, Sam Adams Winter. So they're adding that. Um, the uh, what else is it? Um. Huh. All I know is there needs to be an ecto cooler alcoholic drink. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the taste of ecto cooler, but it better be called ecto cooler. Yeah, so uh, I, I mean, the problem I could see that with is like offering an alcoholic version of it is like it's a non-alcoholic drink, and that could cause problems. But like, I get where you're coming from, and I totally want it too. But I could also see like legal being like it's we we can't offer it. It's a non-alcoholic that drink. And High C is owned by Coca-Cola. They can at least add it to the freestyle machine for a temporary time. Okay, fair. There we go. That's good enough for me. <laughs> sell, sell some uh, uh, straight-up shots of liquor, and you just pour it into your uh, freestyle mug. 
So there you go. It's actually not bad. I've done an ecto-cooler shot. Not bad. Nice. That's the way to do it. Um, yeah, the food options. Uh, we got pizza fries coming back. Yay. Blessed. We have uh, brand new s'mores fries. Which something are, different. Yeah, something it's different. Uh, it could be good. It could be terrible. Who knows? Um, I think... I don't know what the uh, Scoops Ahoy is going to have. Probably just ice cream? Maybe more? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. We only know for sure pizza fries and twisted ta- and s'more fries and the twisted taters. Everything else is up for speculation still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's going to maybe be- if we record it tomorrow night, we find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we find out soon because oh boy. But yeah, so that's Halloween Horror Nights. Um, cool. any- anything else you guys want to talk about Halloween Horror Nights? Just in general speculation? Because I mean, we did spend a a bunch of time talking about Disney and we just spent like no time talking about Halloween Horror Nights. Express. <laughs> Express. Get, get yeah. Express. Because, uh, um, for those who don't know, as you walk into the park, your first house is Ghostbusters. If you decide to go to the right, your first house is Killer Clowns. The next house is Yeti, then followed by us and Stranger Things. That is a whole murderer's row right there of just traffic jam. So invest in Express. That is my, that is my gift, my tip, to anyone listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I bought Express. I brought my freaking fear pass with Express because I am now poor, and I'm eating ramen constantly. Just kidding, but still, yes, it's it's a thing. Support our Patreon. Yes, support our Patreon. Uh, we'll need it for Express, so we can tell you about all the awesomeness that is the houses. Um. Yeah, I think this year is going to be the year that everyone should know about the after 11 o'clock express option, uh, which sells express at half price. Uh, really good option. Yep. Uh, especially especially if you like you show up and you do a bunch of houses and then you take a break like around nine o'clock or so. And then you come in and you're ready to go at like 1030 or 11. Then you can just like hit up everything once one more time. So. I think that's definitely a good way to do it. Uh, also, a new thing they're offering this year is the... All right, Joe, i got to bounce. Okay. I'll see you later, Mike. Mike, do you want to right. uh, lead us out real quick? Hello, everybody. Hate everything. Kongoosh. Okay, there we go. I'll see you, Mike. Have a good night. Bye, Mike. Um, and then just real quick, we'll end up real quick. Uh, they're offering a uh, Scream Early Pass. Is that, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, so it, an add-on to your Hornets ticket. Yeah, so you can get into the park at 3 o'clock. So you can do Stay and Scream and maybe see Horror Makeup or Ride Fallon or one of those things, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Right, E.T.? Right, right? E.T.? Ouch. Yes. <laughs> Steven, ouch. Oh, man. Man, it's been a week. Holy crap. That's only Tuesday, too. It's only... <laughs> 11, it's only Wednesday. So, yeah, it's been it's been a week. So, anything else you want to add, Brian? Uh, no, I'm actually surprised we spent more talk on Disney than Horror Nights. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Same with me. I feel like we've been talking about Horror Nights forever. So I feel like that's just kind of like it's it's there. It's it's like it's oh yeah, it's it's happening yeah. now. It's this is this is it. <laughs> but but with Horror Night, but with with Disney, it's like oh well, it could be this, it could be this. Well, this was just announced. What is this? Is this? Is this? So it's just kind of this thing where we're just figuring it out, and yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Man, it's weird. Theme parks are weird now. When did it become weird? <laughs> They've always been weird. Um, social media. Okay, that's why. That's really pretty much where it started. Anything else you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the Al Lutz thing, or are we just going to be like, eh, that happened? That happened. That happened. The less I say, the better. Yeah, especially with how weird things got, too, later on with accusations and things of that nature. Um, the, be- the less said, the better. Um, also, the accusation that Disney is somehow double-counting their, uh, double-counting their gift card purchases somehow. I don't know about that. So, yeah. I know not, not of what you speak of. Yeah. Um, that was an accounting thing that, I don't know, SEC is looking into it, I guess, now. But it is what it is, so we're kind of moving on. But, yeah, it's just really super weird. It was a super weird week last week. And now we got Horror Nights coming up next week. And this week is just everyone kind of decompressing. But... Yeah. Uh, decompressing. Decompressing. Yeah, well, and by decompressing, we mean they're opening Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and a hurricane's coming. That, <laughs> Trop- we can talk about Tropical Storm Dorian. Dang, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, let's talk about Dorian. Uh, the 8 p.m. update. <laughs> yeah, what's the 8 p.m. update for Dorian? Still the same as the 5 p.m. update. Damn. Okay, well, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, as a Floridian, anything, I mean, granted, is, uh, actually, no, it's, it's moving a little bit more north. Yay! That's um, a good sign. Yeah, it's it. This is good. This actually is good. That's good. Um, it's moving more north. More of the models are now kind of pulling away. I mean, sucks for Georgia and South Carolina, but I guess we'll see at eleven. But it looks like we may actually get spared. <laughs> Nick doesn't live in Savannah anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> let let it hit Georgia. Who cares? Oh man. So we have Horror Nights, first world problems. Yes, <laughs> we, got, we got to set up for Horror Nights and have and Galaxy's Edge ready. Come on. Um. So yeah, uh, Brian, do you know what? Where can we find you online at? Mostly at InsideUniversal.net, your leading oh. resource for all Universal Parks and Resort news. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, got that. I um, think technically we are the only one now. Everybody else does Disney and Universal. I mean, you guys also do outside Universal, so. Yeah, but we do Universal. Yeah, you do mostly Universal. You do Universal and whenever SeaWorld invites you to something, right? Huh? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about uh, your podcast? Do you want to plug that a little bit? Uh, yeah, the Inside Universal podcast can be found on Spotify. It could be found on uh, our website, obviously. We just released our Horror Nights 29 hype episode. And uh Yeah. You guys talk a little bit more than like forty minutes on Horror Nights, thirty to forty minutes. Yeah, no. Nah. So. Yeah, we spend a good good hour and a half on Horror Nights. So if if the twenty thirty minutes of our Horror Nights talk on Park Scope doesn't satisfy your hunger, hop on over to us after. Yeah, I mean that's the best way to do it, right? Yep. Little pre a little pregame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the, I mean that's the way to do it. Just like just leave us and go to an actual podcast that talks about things, right? No. <laughs> Oh man, you can find oh, then, then, what? then you go to my chat. Then you go to oh then you go to E Ticket Report. Oh that, that Bergen guy? Yeah, that Bergen guy. Oh Derek. Oh Derek, what are we gonna do with you? So you can find us at 
Parkscope.net. You can find us online at Parkscope on Twitter. You can find me at Parkscope Joe on Twitter. Fartscope Joe. Did I tell you about that story? Because I heard you you mentioned that. You're like, how did you get that name? Yeah, why are you Fartscope now? Did you yeah, fart? No, so that was the Ken, that was Kenny from In the Loop. I was like ragging on how bad uh, Rip Ride Rocket is. And he's like, oh, like whatever, whatever. And like, maybe it's just Fartscope Joe, like, you know, making fun of the name. Because I, I had a, a hot take. And he's and I'm like, I'll... And someone's like, you should rename your... Uh, name that on Twitter and I'm like I'll do it after the beginning of college football cuz my name was for, was the Parkscope Joe at making fun of OSU a little bit. Yeah, um, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. So now it's Farts, Fartscope Joe, which is already in his phone. <laughs> so Okay. All so when right. I te- when I text him it's Fartscope Joe texting. So there we go. Um yeah, and then you can go subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So Oh yeah, us too. Yeah, and, and them. Get all, all five stars all around for everyone. Five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. Oh, no, I accidentally locked my computer. Okay, here we go. Okay, we're good. Oh, but, yes, uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, take care, everybody, and we'll see you on the next time. Adios.